Welcome to Inspire on the Go. This season, we are featuring stories of transformation. Each person has a story, and we want to celebrate what God is doing in the lives of others. As you listen to today's episode, I encourage you to think about your story. How is God working in your life? I promise you, He is on the move. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for the way that God is working in your life. I think we have to stop and recognize that, that God is present, He is active, He is on the move. And even right now, whether we're in challenging circumstances, overwhelming circumstances, maybe we're on the mountaintop, maybe we're not sure where we are, we can know that God is present, He is active, and that He is making a way. And today we have a very sweet friend, a very special guest joining us, Melissa Gassaway. I'm Melissa, we go way back. I'm trying to think. How long have we known each other? We have known each other for a while. Yes. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for you to tell your story. This is a powerful story of God's presence. And that's why we kicked off the podcast just talking about the presence of God, how he's with us, how he's going before us, how he is making a way. And so before we get to the heart of your story, I want to just allow you to maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are. Tell us about your family and maybe uh, a little bit about your profession. All right. So um, I am married to Warren. Um, We have been married for going on 27 years. That's hard to believe. Uh, He works at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Yes, we know about that. Oh, yeah. Many (laughs) of you probably know him. Um, And then we have Tyler, who is married to Katie, and he teaches eighth grade math. And then we have Ethan, who recently graduated from Washita Baptist University and he's about to embark on a new journey of coaching and teaching in Nettleton. Yes. And then Elise uh, just uh, finished up her freshman year of college at the University of Central Arkansas. She is a nursing major and is about to leave us for the summer to do an internship in Northwest Arkansas for children's ministry. All right. Well, for the people who listen to the podcast who are in the college age and younger, they probably know Elise. I mean, she's pretty well known across the state. She definitely is. (laughs) She is a people person. Definitely. It's so funny. Like whenever I look at my stories, she pops up in so many different feeds and I'm like, (laughs) we could actually just enjoy watching all the places that she goes. But you have a wonderful family, a beautiful family. Warren is on staff here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention as our student specialist, but he does so much more, you know, Mm -hmm. with leadership development, just visionary leadership. And that's how you and I have um, come to get to know one another and to enjoy trips together, life, ministry. And so I consider you such a sweet friend. So I'm just so thankful for you and for how God's working in your life. Let's go back and let's talk about maybe your growing up years and how you met the Lord. Just give us a little bit of your backstory. Okay, um, you may not know this about me, but I'm a Texas girl. Oh my goodness, no! Yes, I uh, grew up in Amarillo, and the reason I bring that up is because um, it's just really neat to look back on my story. Uh, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, and so it's really, really neat to see how the Lord was drawing me even then, um, because I always wanted to attend all of the VBSs. So my parents, who did not go to church, would take me to all the VBSs. Uh, They would drop me off for Sunday school and pick me up from Sunday school. I don't have a lot of um, recollection of um, what I learned or what happened during those years, but it's just neat to think back how even then the Lord was drawing me. And it wasn't until um, my mom and dad divorced and I, at age of 16 and I moved to um, Mansfield 
that the um, I had a friend at school and we were getting ready for track practice and we were in the locker room and she just shared Christ with me and that's where I was saved. And then uh, what's so neat is that I was put into a, a really uh, strong church at that time. The Lord just really used it. Uh, there are just so many people that many of y'all throughout the state know that came from that church and are serving him uh, that just really discipled me. And so um, that is when I, when I met the Lord and yeah. then... Um, then, of course, Warren and I married, you know, a few years later. And then uh, as a young family, he called us into ministry. And we've just been really blessed to be able to yeah. serve the local church and then, you know, at the state level now. That's such a journey in and of itself, just your salvation mm-hmm. story and then the sanctification story. And I'm curious, like, as we are going to talk about your health journey in just a few minutes, looking back at how you met the Lord and just the church uh, family and, and just the different people who poured into your life, how do you think or believe that God was prepared? you even uh, back then for the journey he had for you in the future? Oh, yeah. Uh, when I was in high school in that, that church that he placed me in, I had women around me that taught me what does it look like to be a godly woman, a uh, wife, a mother, um, taught me how to study the word, how to pray. Um, and then, you know, going into ministry, you know, we just, uh, at these churches that we served at, just such a sweet people that are just dear to us, even to this day. And when I think about, you know, what we have gone through the past couple of years, it's those people that the Lord has used. Yes. Um, yeah. Definitely uh, to encourage us and love us and, 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 and to carry us through. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And for many years, uh, you were very healthy and just going through life. I know you're a teacher. And so you were, you know, just going through life, going through all the roles and the responsibilities that go with being a wife and a mom and a teacher and uh, a very active church member. So tell us how you came to discover your health battle and what that was look, what that looked like early on. Yeah. So, you know, we, we had we're one of those families that just really never had any health issues at all. And a couple of years ago, um, I found out that I had cancer. I had a rare sarcoma and um, it was just really unexpected. It was like just a halt in the road for us. Um, And, you know, those people that um, we have ministered to just was praying for us and just loving us uh, through that that first surgery. Uh, But it, wasn't until the second surgery that um, it really took us to our knees um, uh, because we found out that uh, I would have to have another surgery and this then would be very extensive and would just leave wounds that uh, would be with me for the rest of my Mm -hmm. life. And so, you know, I think back to, um, it it was January 14th, the day I will always remember um, that night is, you know, we after the doctor's appointment, we were able to, you know, walk out of there, but it was that night that it just hit us and how, how much we needed the Lord. And just really, um, I think back to that, that verse in in Psalms 27, I would have despaired unless I had believed that Mm. I would see the goodness of the Lord, um, and the land of the living. Um, that verse just really, really spoke to us. Um, that we just had that hope in him. And, you know, I thought about, you know, that that story of, uh, I know that, um, uh, of Naomi and Ruth. Yes. And, you know, having that hope um, 
that we can have in the Lord, even in those 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 hard, dark times. And so um, it, it was, you know, during that that he really just used those scriptures, um, also the, the scriptures in Luke 12, consider the lilies, and you know, um, you know, just that anxiety that we were feeling, just mm-hmm. you know, casting casting those burdens on him. And so um, after that second surgery, uh, knowing that the next 18 to 24 months were just so critical, you know, just really having to um, turn to him, to trust him, to have our hope in him uh, were just really important. So talk to us about, you know, hearing, first of all, for yourself that you have cancer and how you process that. And then what that what that's like as a wife and a mom. Um, it is really scary. Yeah. Um, it, it really was. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. The, the, the first time when we first initially, it was kind of, I'm one of those people that like, okay, let's take care of it. Let's get it done. Let's mm-hmm. move on. Yep. And that's kind of where I was um, with that first surgery. Let's find out the cancer. Okay. Uh, we knew that the, the treatment for my cancer was a surgery. Let's get it removed. Let's move on. Um, Elise was in high school at the time, so she was living with us, and, um, you know, I, we, we kept her well aware of what was going on, but then when it was that second surgery, um, and we found out that, you know, I had positive margins, um, that's when it got scary, yes. and yes. that was when it got hard, and that's where we really had to lean on the Lord, and, um, you know, just just really being transparent with Elise, you know, I wanted her to see what God was doing and how God was taking care of us and, um, you know, uh, what that looked like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just, I know the Lord was so present during all of that, you know, so comforting, being that safe place, being that good shepherd. I wonder if there's a story that stands out uh, in your mind, uh, especially during those 18 to 24 months where you just sensed his power and his presence in such a tangible way. I think that um, right after my second surgery um, is when the world just shut down for COVID. And, you know, such a hard time and, you know, still we're seeing, uh, seeing such tough times um, uh, with it. But it was um, during that time that the Lord allowed me to, to rest. And um, he um, used running, of all mm-hmm. things. Um, Warren, you know, had been kind of exercising during that time while I was, you know, still limping around. And so when I would finally could limp enough to um, walk with him, he would he would run around the track in our in our hometown, and then you know I would try to just you know make it maybe one lap uh, limping. And before long, he and I were uh, spending every day just trying to go a little bit further, um, whether it was just to the stop sign or whatever it may be. And I started finding that that is the time that the Lord used to heal me, mm. uh, was, was, was running. That's the time that um, really and truly um, I, would, I would cry out to him. There were many tears um, as I ran. There were um, many uh, pleads with God asking him, you know, why is this happening? Um, um, and, you know, just a really sweet time looking back many miles um, my, many miles spent uh, with him. 
So when you first started running, did you ever have an aspiration or a goal of running a 5K or a marathon or a half marathon, any of those types of things? No. Our goal when we first started running was just to get my strength back. Yes. Um, You know, know, going back – to that, that verse in Psalms 27, it goes on to say, wait for the Lord, because those were the months that I was waiting for the Lord to see, uh, for him to see us through, because those were scary months, you know, waiting mm-hmm. to see if, it, you know, I had a recurrence. And that verse goes on to say, be strong and let your heart take courage. And so um, I would repeat that self to myself many times, you know, just be strong, just take courage, just wait for him. Um, and so um, it wasn't until about a, a year after my second surgery where we were watching um, um, Chip Gaines has a documentary about uh, his running journey called Courage to Run on the Mag- Magnolia Network. And um, Warren and I sat down one evening to watch it, and it just connected with me. Mm. I mean, just watching, I won't ruin it for anybody, but yes. uh, just watching the um, – um, struggles that Gabe was going through and then just hearing, you know, where Chip was in life and it would just really connected to me. And I'm sure that Warren almost fell out of his chair that night when I said, I want to run in that marathon. And wow. he said, uh, we've no, not, n- we have never ran in a 5K Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> so I you said, skipped all of that and went straight to the marathon. <laughs> so I said, well, I want to run in that. And he said, well, let's start with some 5Ks. So we would start running in some 5Ks here and there. Uh, then a 10K, we ran in a couple of half marathons. And then finally we ran in um, the marathon, the Solo District Marathon in Waco uh, back in April. Uh, Ethan, he played football at Washita, and so um, he was out of football, fixing to graduate. He said, I'll run with you, or maybe I talked him into it. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, and, Ethan, and Warren said, well, I'll run the half marathon because somebody has to drive us back. And then he at least cheered us on, and that's what we did. We, um, we ran in that marathon. Uh, Ethan got ahead of me, and so I had assumed that he had finished uh, but towards the end of the race, there he stands at the top of the bridge, and I say to him, okay, what was your time? I thought he had came back for me, oh, you know, but he said, I didn't cross. I've been standing here waiting for you. He said, um, you got me into this running, and we're going to finish together. Oh, how beautiful mm-hmm. is that? The, be- the beauty of family and mm-hmm. just really cheering one another along and journeying together. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, what happened at the at the race was just so meaningful to you. It was a, a definitely a goal fulfilled, but so much more than a goal fulfilled. It was probably like just uh, the reminder that there's still a lot of race or life ahead of you. Take us back to your running, especially in that race. What were you thinking? Were you thinking about these verses? Were you thinking about what God had done, how he had delivered you? Were you thinking about, you know, the the cancer journey? Yeah. So um, during that that race, I I did spend a lot of time reflecting um, about where we had been and to where he had brought us. Yes. And, um, it was a really, really neat. Uh, it was just an incredible weekend. And uh, just thinking back to um, how we had to hope, we had to believe 
um, it was really neat that the race was um, just immediately out of my window for where the doctor had said we have to get through this and you know uh, he said you know 24 months the race was at 26 months and so uh, it was it was neat that you know it was kind of a celebration you know of where the Lord had taken us and how faithful he had been and um, you know how we can put his hope he taught us so many things through that time you know, he taught us deeper how to minister to people and love people. Um, he taught us um, about prayer and just 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 walking with him. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that there were some special things that happened that were unexpected at the race. Yes. So take us back and tell us what happened kind of behind the scenes. Uh, you went for the race, but God certainly blessed you with a whole lot more. Oh, yeah. It was an incredible weekend. So uh, that Friday... Um, Bef- that we were we're leaving uh, before I got to school that morning, um, and then we were leaving that evening. Um, but when I got to school, I got an email that was from Magnolia that said we were inspired by your story, um, and the, the the story was just a, a a few sentences that I had written on the registration. They always ask, you know, why are you running this race? And so I had mentioned about watching Courage to Run, and um, you know, just being really inspired by it. And so they asked if they could interview me uh, for some social media purposes in the future. And so I emailed back and said, sure. And so we set up a time uh, for us to um, be interviewed at the old uh, church there um, at the silos. And so um, we were, uh, I was interviewed and uh, was able to share, you know, our running journey and what the Lord had done uh, through that time uh, to use that to, to heal me, just that, that, that's, that sweet time with him. And um, then as I was running on um, during the marathon, I noticed that they were following me quite a bit with that camera. And I was like, ah, you need to get that out of the way. I need to walk. (laughs) No pressure, right? uh, There was too much pressure for me. And so after Ethan had, you know, he was waiting for me and he and I were beginning to get into that last uh, few, um, few, few uh, steps going into that finish line. Uh, the cameraman shows up again, and I noticed that Elise and Warren are in the uh, the the finishing area, and I'm thinking, why are they there? Because uh, normally they don't let family into that area, but, you know, after running 26 miles, you're a little bit delirious. Right, right. <laughs> and so uh, they put that medal on my neck, and Warren hugs me, and then I turn around, and there's a lady, and she says, Melissa, and she calls me over, and... Um, she said, we were just very inspired by your journey um, through running and what brought you here. And we have um, a, a, a check and some gifts for you. And so it was just a really, really neat time, uh, just totally unexpected. Yes. And I just love how God brings beauty out of the ashes. You know, mm-hmm. you think about the hope that you have experienced, and now he's given you a platform to share about that hope. And it it's just the it's just like God to absolutely blow our expectations, to no do above and beyond what we can ask, what we can imagine, what we can do for ourselves, what we can do in and of ourselves. And that's the beauty of the redemptive work of the cross. Uh, you know, death to life and um you know 
the 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 anxiety to peace and and that has just been written all over your life all over your story and we want you to know as Arkansas Baptist that number one we are so proud of you and we have prayed with you we have journeyed with you and we will continue to do that you have a story that will continue to reach and encourage so many women so many families uh, for the 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 gospel of Jesus Christ and we just want you to know that we're with you in that journey and we celebrate every victory, every clean scan, every um, just above and beyond kind of moment because you have journeyed well. And so we want to just finish with one final question. This is one of our favorite questions to ask the women of Arkansas. So Melissa, after all the things that you have been through, what inspires you? Um, I think that that's a really great question. Um, But I would just say ordinary people that God uses. That's what inspires me. And I think it's because um, I'm so ordinary. There's not a lot of sparkle to, to me. Um, and just knowing that the Lord can take um, just a simple human and just um, be able to use that person and use that family, that just an ordinary family, uh, to, to further his kingdom. Yes. And yes. Uh, be able to minister and to love people. Um, I think um, at home we have on our wall uh, the verse out of Second Samuel that says, Who am I, O Lord, what, and what is my house that you have brought us this far? Mm. You, know, you know, you look back and you feel very humbled that, you know, here we are today getting to share this story, um, a very scary story that could have not been, but he, he allowed it. And so it's very humbling, and it just inspires me just to see uh, men and women that are just ordinary, you know, just moving forth the gospel of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we will continue to follow your story. I know uh, that there's so much more that God is going to do in you and through you for his glory. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Inspire on the Go. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full, free, abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.